Hello, welcome to the a podcast about podcast, the podcast about choosing a different topic every week to do a podcast about. I'm Samuel James, the man named after a cat, and this week I want to talk about sympathetic serial killers. First up, I want to explain what a sympathetic serial killer is and pretend I found it in a dictionary instead of making it up. <clears throat> a sympathetic serial killer is one who is hopefully fake, but makes us feel for them rather than the person they are killing. It's like the ultimate victim blame. I got the idea for this podcast after gushing to my friend about how much I liked you by Netflix, not you as a person. Unless you review this podcast, in which case, definitely you the person. But anyway, so I liked you. That's the point. The Netflix show. Her response was less than positive, and she talked about how she didn't like how much they romanticised the stalking and the killing and the obsessing. My first thought was, oh damn, I'm a bad person for finding that guy fit. But then I thought, no, he is fit. So why would they choose someone so fit to be someone evil? So I wrote down a bunch of stuff about my sympathy towards the evil fit man, and now I'm reading those words aloud to my little iPhone headphones microphone straight into the hit application voice notes, and somehow they made it into your ears. Technology. It's gone too far. So the first example of a sympathetic serial killer that I could think of came onto our screen on the 1st of October 2006, the same day we got our favourite CEO of PepsiCo. I'm of course talking about Dexter. Dexter is very interesting because sympathetic and serial killer are basically his only traits. No offence to the guy. When Lindsay first wrote the character, he knew that writing a story about a serial killer would be dark. So to counteract this, he gave him a load of traits that make us like him. Like, he's a good husband, loves kids, and of course in the TV show it definitely helped that the tall drink of water, Michael C. Hall, played him. Almost makes up how it got a bit incesty in the middle. Almost. But Dexter does another thing to make us forgive ourselves for liking him. He makes the killing almost a disease he has, even names it the Dark Passenger, which separates Dexter from his murders. In the same way that you don't hate your child when it has the flu, even if it is a bit sniffly and gross, you don't hate Dexter even if he is a bit murdery and illegal. He just can't help it. It also helps that he is emphatically the good guy. He only kills bad people, and so in the heat of the moment you give your sympathy to him instead of the uglier, non-diseased child murderer he's killing. No, I'm here to kill you with that pen. So, it's easy to see why we love and sympathise with old Dexter Morgan, and also why we want a ninth season. But in the hit Netflix series You, trademark, Joe Goldberg doesn't have children, doesn't prove he's a good husband, and doesn't kill only bad guys, nor does he separate himself from the murders. The only similarity is that they're both played by banging actors. So why do we also sympathise with Joe? Ha. <sighs> Well past Sam, thank you for asking for the similarities, because I have a corker. Both Dexter and Joe Goldberg are characters who we can hear the thoughts of. We know their intentions and form some kind of consent with them. We know if they meant to kill or not. So it isn't scary when it happens because we were either expecting it, or we knew it wasn't done out of malice. At this point, we're along for the ride. We could have turned it off, but we haven't. Does that make us bad people for not objecting to the murdering? No because in that moment, we are the character. We share thoughts with them. In that moment, we are the fit man. So, is that all it takes to make us sympathetic towards someone evil? Hearing their thoughts? I sure hope not. 
and I don't think so. When watching the Jeffrey Dahmer interview where he says, The only motive that there ever was was to completely control a person, a person that I found physically attractive, and uh, keep them with me as long as possible. I didn't feel any sympathy for the man. Also, I'm really sorry for making you hear the voice of the murderer, cannibal, and necrophile. Sorry. But then, why do we feel sympathy for the fit evil guy's actions, but not the real one? To be honest, it's probably just because we know the fake ones are fake. But if you look at your podcast player, you'll notice that there's still a way to go. Because I'm going to ignore the fact that it's probably only because one's fake and one's real. And I'm just going to make stuff up about Breaking Bad to fit in here. So, Breaking Bad. The best show in the world apart from one terrible episode. It's very different from the others in a few ways, not the least of which is the attractiveness of the main character. But also, we don't hear Walter's thoughts. The point of the show also isn't that he's a serial killer. That's more his side gig, but he definitely is one. Through the show he's responsible for the deaths of 198 people, and he directly kills 30 of those, mostly for a not good enough reason. So why do we, the audience, sympathise with this prick? It's mostly because he is one of us. We see him at the start when he's a terrible chemistry teacher with rich friends. And at heart, aren't we all terrible chemistry teachers with rich friends? So, we have sympathy for him. He is our guide through the world of drug dealers and murder, and he's a fish out of water. We sympathise with him because he is the most like us. Unless you're a drug dealer, in which case maybe you saw he was the baddie before the rest of us. So, boom. Instant affinity and sympathy. But more than that, we see his first kill. And it is harrowing. He tries his best not to kill the victim, learning about their life and giving them Lou role. We sympathise, and I for one thought I would do exactly the same in his situation. Not that I would ever buy an RV. In the end, he only kills them because it is kill or be killed. And so his first kill, we agree with. And because he now has our trust and our consent, we let him kill others and assume it was for the same well thought out reasons. Until we take a step back and realise, oh damn. He's become the bad guy. Was he always the bad guy? What a show. I think this has the same effect as hearing the thoughts of the character. In essence, Walter's on our side. He's our guy. Walter is our most relatable character in the beginning, in the same way that Dexter is our most relatable because he lets us in on his mind, and Joe Goldberg lets us know he thinks he's doing all this for love. But I'm still not satisfied. We sympathise with Walter because he's our guy in a world of bad people. We sympathise with Dexter because he's the good guy and everyone he deals with were bad guys. But for Joe, surely we should sympathise with the normal people around him instead of the obsessive stalker killer. Just because he lets us know his thoughts, surely it doesn't excuse his messed up actions. So why do I still like him? So, at the beginning of the hit show You by Netflix, Joe is describing a girl. He has a nice tone of voice, there's fairy tale music, but at the end of the day, he is describing a girl incredibly creepy. You sound apologetic, like you're embarrassed to be a good girl. If you're like me, I didn't notice at the start. His tone of voice and the fairy tale music just takes away from it all. And then there's an almost instant interaction with the girl and he comes across as funny and charming, even if he is a little pretentious. We aren't used to this kind of guy being the bad guy. We trust him almost instantly and the music and light and the fact that the girl is into him all makes us think he's a trustworthy character. So he's obviously creepy, discussing how she's not wearing a bra, insulting other customers with her. But we forgive him because of some banter? Pretty much. 
He also goes out of his way to make other people seem like the other. So we're more on his side. He makes a little club for us, him and Beck, who's the girl he's creeping on. Where it's us who are in on the jokes of the world and no one else is smart enough. It works. We're into the fit book guy's book club. Just like he's manipulated Beck to see past his creepy scariness, he manipulates us with his thoughts to be on his side. Creepy man. And that's so valuable. It turns out marking other people as the other, be it murderers, gangsters, or non-book readers, makes us feel part of the gang and sympathise with you. So, I think that's pretty much it. I think we can sympathise with murderers and be swept along for the ride if they make us feel like we're with them, and make us feel like the murderer is better than the rest. Kinda creepy. Kinda explains how people can get into a cult or something. I think Joe is one of the rare characters who manipulates the audience, and we should enjoy that. But every now and then take a step back, point at him, and go, ew, you creepy. Thanks for listening to a podcast about sympathetic serial killers. Next time, I'm going to be doing a podcast on... Bats? Oh, thank you, Fake Wheel. I know so much about bats. So many cool facts. So, subscribe. Let me know if you like it. I'm going to be doing more. Thanks for listening. As always, you're my favourite listener.